Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team or do we want to be great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see that shit. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he dips the old on your bike. Ten years of calling. I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Hi, everybody. Good start, good start. Welcome to Views in the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. Oh, hey, Evan, what's everybody laughing at? Literally nothing. <laughs> no, we, we actually are laughing at something. It's the way we start every podcast to for make life easier but harder for I'm Justin. Okay if no one ever hears. Uh, it's a joke. Justin it's will fine. keep it in now. We're all at the mercy of... of uh, I'll back up. Hiya. Hiya. Uh, <laughs> no, we're at the mercy of social distancing, and we keep bringing you... A podcast to you guys and to keep ourselves in sync. We like to do a little thing before the show and it keeps us in sync. Evan, how you doing? Let the host do his thing. Oh, man. Good to be seen by you. Good to, I hope you're still listening. Who knows? Anyway, as I was saying, we are all here very much at the mercy, insofar as the podcast goes, of Justin Ashcraft. Hi, Justin. Hi, Evan. How are you? I. I'm so sorry for that first minute that you will now have to suss through and figure out what to do with. I imagine you'll just be like, eh, it's all right. Oh, I'm leaving it for sure. People can yeah. enjoy our um, insanity that do happens they? when we start podcasts. Will they? I just want to get people started off on the right foot. It's like, oh my God, what is Paul going to do this time? And yeah, it's like, uh, for the first minute, you already know I'm, I'm on the BS. Speaking so. of, Paul, here's your chance to you know shock the world. What are you doing this time? Uh, I am drinking a seltzer that is called Evil Water Midtown Dew, and it is basically oh, a light aggressive. Mountain Dew. That's, yeah. uh, that's very close to copyright infringement. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Fair uh, enough. Hey, he knows a thing or two about infringing. It's Chuck Booth. Why do you give me the worst lead That was so good. Um... Like, it's good for all of us to be here. Yeah, we yes. haven't done this in a long time. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, anyone's abstained since I said. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about '90s. Uh, I I don't know what what, what was that called? Um, grunge. Grunge. Yeah. Grunge rock or there, there's like a weird. Uh, New new metal was the word I was looking for. We're not mm. here to talk about 90s If we're new not metal. here to talk about Creed, I want to leave. Unfortunately, uh, the 90s new metal podcast is a separate <laughs> podcast. We are here to talk about your Philadelphia Union, who, guys, your silver lining through this whole thing, clinched a playoff spot last night. Yes, they did. In, in one of the ugliest games yeah. ever. And they it. all count the same. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we'll back up a little bit. The last game that we haven't had the chance to talk about, uh, the Union beat the Montreal Empire. Well, you actually need to rewind it one more game. Do I? To the... We didn't talk about the 
three goal second half thriller against Cincinnati, right? I don't remember. I don't remember where we left off. We it's right. been too long. Since I we I, be- I, <laughs> I believe it was three. Not hearing any objections and previously on views from the bridge. Yeah, previously we'll forget where we left off. Um, not hearing any objections. I guess we could talk about the Philadelphia Union beating FC Cincinnati, like everyone except for Columbus has been able to do. Um, man, I uh, since he. They've gotten better in that they're um, able to play until they concede a goal. And then up until not even last night because they scored first. But, like, I just feel like once they go down, it's a backbreaker. Yeah. And the yeah, Union it, really took advantage of that. It's very early Union of them, too, because you hardly ever saw them being able to play from behind it mm. was usually you'd get those games where the union go up and well, then and they give up the lead but if they go down ever it's like uh, yeah but yeah, those teams could, could at least still be fun that's fair the cincinnati yeah. team isn't fun not really, not really. Uh. i mean when you can't score goals you're usually not fun to watch mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some perfectly executed cross passes <clears throat> ilsenio in the 59th uh, Ally Bedoya gets one on a nice little ball in from Brendan Aronson on the volley, and then uh, Jack Elliott with a looping header to make it three. And I mean, that Union, was a pretty goal. That was a pretty goal. They two out of the three of those are really, really nice. Uh, I would, header was, was a pretty one. Yeah, but El- Elliott's header is always an interesting one because he is such a big guy mm-hmm. who is terrible in the air. And he didn't get very high off the ground to actually score that goal. No. Yeah, didn't really need to. I mean, it, it was yeah. perfect technique with that. It, yeah, exactly. You said it, the looping header. Like, you can't place it much better than that. It would almost wouldn't have worked if it was, like, a direct header in. Mm. It kind of needed that arc to it. So that was actually my favorite goal. Like, I, everyone was really high on the the volley, but... Yeah. I did very much enjoy seeing him get up there and just whip your neck and hope it goes in, and uh, it was pretty perfect. Elliot in the attacking third heads the ball like Brendan Aronson in the attacking third, which is really funny to me. Because mm. Aronson <laughs> had one last night that uh, he hit, and it, and it looped a little bit. Didn't get a whole lot on it, but almost it too much ha- Too much hair. Too much hair. Making some head slippage. Down, you, know, you don't have yeah. as much control. Uh, Justin, any, any thoughts on since you getting beat down by the union again no i mean that game that game was uh, i i i'm honestly like blanking on a whole lot of that game <laughs> um, unforgettable i think it was like yeah it wasn't the, exactly fun to watch necessarily the um, first half literally literally put me to sleep yeah yeah um i think one thing that i've just been thinking about um not related specifically to this game but the announcer's pronunciation of Lacadia in oh not great in FIFA yeah is way different than I've ever heard it in yeah yeah I'm like <laughs> Lacadia uh, a man wrapped up inside of a tortilla apparently <laughs> yeah yeah Chuck, Chuck really liked that one that's good um yeah, you know, a, a good win for the Union, and then and then they move on. On the uh, on the eleventh, a couple days ago, they they beat Montreal uh, with with all eleven players this time, uh, two to one. 
And there was yes. some nice, uh, nice build-up play here too from the home team. It's very nice to see them be convincing against a team that they should be very convincing against. And it's always been very like thorn in the side. Dropping any points against Montreal just sucks every time. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good they could potentially be on paper and who's at the helm. It's. It always just the sour taste in your mouth if it's a draw. But, I mean, it was definitely one of their better performances of the season. Mm. You know. I was very much enjoying how they built up. So I was watching this game, and uh, at some point, my wife walked in the room and. The announcers at the time that she walked in the room happened to be talking about Thierry Henry, and they showed a picture of him on the sidelines. My wife was like, "Wait, is he coaching?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's coaching." And uh, and, he's, and she was like, "Is he a good coach?" I was like, "I don't really know." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, Montreal knows. I don't really know. Well, I don't even think he. I don't even think he knows when he's um, being asked about like the way teams are doing things coaching wise and he mm-hmm. has to cite the fact that the union gave Jim Curtin so much time to become a decent <laughs> coach. Yeah, yeah. And I mean he's got a point, right? Like I think he should have either not taken the coaching job in a big like he had Well a, yeah, we're we're throwing France yeah, out, out the we're, we're throwing yeah, that out the I window. Mean, he should not have been in that job. No. So you know, it's one of those things where it's like, would he have been better at, at USL or at least in North America where he could kind of fall into, I don't know, relative obscurity as far as, like, the coach Thierry Henry? Yeah, Instead I of mean, here's this, you know, I, I don't know, maybe a, a top ten player in his era, maybe one of the best forwards of all time, depending on who you ask, and... And now he's in charge of this, like, kind of overachieving, but kind of not Monaco side. And then it just all falls apart. Um, like, I think that was maybe the worst thing for him as a coach. And he might have needed to go to somewhere like Philly when Curtin took over, where it's like, we don't really care what happens this year or next year. As long as you keep, like, getting better from where you start, that's fine. And I don't know if Montreal's that for him either. It doesn't seem it. I mean, they seem a bit ambitious. I mean, despite their, uh, despite the transfer fiasco going on with Safir Tider, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, <laughs> guys rated over two and a half million, and they allegedly only got two hundred thousand for the guy. I mean, seems rough. But you know, Montreal, it, they always seem to have two or three guys who really do overperform and then it, mm. they ended up either getting traded within MLS or they end up in some random league overseas and it's like they're just breaking even on their deals. Mm. I mean, uh, they're, Montreal is essentially in MLS limbo at this point and no, I wouldn't say that. it's not it's not very like I mean, they're a team, they exist. It's a thing. They play games, but to, to me, it just screams, I couldn't tell you what they would consider a successful season. Mm. I'm sure it could only be the guys who are setting the bar for these coaches and players. But if you ask me to guess like what they would consider a successful season right now, mm. I couldn't tell you. I could tell you that about worse teams, but I couldn't tell you that about the Montreal Impact. And right now, it just seems like a weird spot for him to be in. I mm. think I agree, Evan. It would have been nice 
for Tyrion Reed to just start his career at a smaller level where it's like you don't, you don't have a rapport as a coach, so why don't you develop as a coach? Mm-hmm. You didn't instantly become great at soccer. You worked at it. So, like, this is just a totally different game for him. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to rush it, and they're going to rush him out the door, and it's going to stink. But that's MLS nowadays. Mm. I did not expect us to go off on a tangent about the Montreal Impact for that long on this um, beautiful Philadelphia you know, we, Union we podcast. Like soccer here. I, you know, I... I, I yeah, we're going to plug this in Canada. We'll see the if we only, can't get some new listeners, you know? The only additional thought I had on the Tree Henry stuff, and I think it, it's it's interesting, though, how many of his peers are showing up in high-level mm. coaching jobs right mm-hmm. now. Like, you know, Lampard, Pirlo, Gerard. Like, these guys are all... <laughs> All those midfielders and forwards right. who used right. to be good are all of a sudden yeah. showing up in coaching spots now. Yeah. Just interesting. Um, yeah, and, and who knows? And I, I do think it's it's funny that we as Union fans can now look at a team like Montreal who, you know, like, all right, we were excited about signing uh, kind of big name players too. When like when we first got Baudouet, we're like, oh, this is going to be the guy that, that sets it off. And it's like, all right, well, Montreal got one Yama. So th- there's there's some parallels there that I think are interesting. And it's funny. <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> um, you know, too very. Gonna, you said that. Yeah, visual visual gag okay. of the night is I'll... Evan trying to keep it together while saying that, and then Chuck just losing it. Yeah, yeah. I Sorry, love I Victor Wanyama like, as much as I love pasta. <laughs> and if you don't understand that reference, please look up Victor Wanyama and spaghetti on the mm. internet. Ah, mm. oh, so good. But safe search on, please. <laughs> but like, they're com. At the times of their signings, completely different classes of players. Sure, but you know, they play midfield, so that's what I want. <laughs> and that is where the similarities end. Uh-huh. Um, I want to talk yeah. about Elsinio. Please. Right. Awesome. Yeah, what a guy. This is hey, birthday, hey, by Chuck, the way. Chuck, you Just missed his Chuck, birthday. You've never heard this before. How about skill senior? I quit. Oh my god, the union should trademark they that. They should really Hurry do something up. about that because that's a that's a great name. Wow. I've never heard of me use that before. Wild. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, you never to hear first, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, 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 hey! Wait, dupe in the old onion bag. Oh, hey, that's a, oh man. Whoo, Just print, what I like I, listen, in my onion listen. bags. I gotta turn my webcam off. I'm printing money behind me. Um, <laughs> sorry, Chuck. What did you want to say about Osuna? <laughs> Oh, man. I don't even know anymore. Great. Um, cool. It worked. He assisted, two go- he assisted both goals in this game, though. Yep. Good stuff. I mean, always, yeah. let me say, the second one was due to a lot of hard work by Brendan Aronson. But... Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice but they to both see him get being because it's MLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The secondary assist to Brendan Aronson. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, if it's going to stat his pats, uh, pat his stats for a U- European transfer. No, 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 we already talked about the Cincinnati game. Uh, stat Palm already. <laughs> also, that, that European is transfer is uh, now done and dusted. So, just about, basically. Apparently. Whatever. I, yeah. It's still. It says, says you. It's, tomorrow, it's tomorrow, tomorrow, this is still tomorrow. the weirdest transfer ever. Because. 
we know almost everything now, even <laughs> down to just about what the fee is. Yeah. But the two teams haven't announced it. Yeah. Yeah. Neither side. Like, neither have given an inch on it. They're both playing chicken. They're, like, waiting for someone like, to no, slip up. No, and, like, you tweeted. Leave, no, leave you tweeted. In, in their tweets. <laughs> and, like, screenshot something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess... I guess we can move on and, and talk about No, the... I mean, I, I'm very... Uh, just real quick uh, about El Sino, It sure. is very, very nice to see that he doesn't need to... When he draws that attention, it doesn't have to be like, okay, now shoot the ball. It's yes. nice to see that there's runs coming late in the box that are able to help him out and produce more goals because clearly the strikers aren't doing that right now. Mm. Speaking of, uh, in a game that by all accounts... <laughs> Should have been a win, I, I guess. Yeah, for a few reasons. The Philadelphia Union finally... Actually, you know what? Last night, the MLS took a night off. And no <laughs> one played well at all. No one had a great including time. Including the Philadelphia Union, and including, really, DC United. Um, and if it was not for a... Uh, well, a, a pretty bad Casper Spilko miss, and then a, a pretty good Mark McKenzie wonder goal. Um, along with the Union, just basically putting it up for um, interpretation, sure. who did it better, McKenzie or Glesnes? Glesnes, man. McKenzie's was... I disagree because one was shot. from open play. Yeah, but it also so was what? not on frame until it took a deflection. So exactly, it would have sailed. It would have sailed over if it didn't take that minor deflection, or at least rock post. Uh, Let's McKenzie, not kid ourselves. Liking my tweet about seeing that Donovan Pine scored a goal and went, no, no, no. I would like one of those, please. No, no, no. I did that. Yeah. Yes. Now I score. Um, <laughs> in a very much call off everybody in a five yard radius and then just close your eyes and hit it. I mean, it was it was interesting watching live, and you know, obviously they talked to the the broadcasters talked about it, but it was just it was funny like watching it live because you see Casper like stop going after the ball, and you're like, who's one who is coming, and two, what are they gonna do when they get to the ball? And then Mark just comes and hits it as hard as he can, and I'm like, uh uh oh, okay. (laughs) You're like, well, if Casper's backing away from it, it's not a member of DC United. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, you've come to expect this from Union set plays where it's like, and a corner kick is going to roll to the half line, isn't it? And I see Casper jogging and I say, okay, nothing's happening again. And then Mark McKenzie took some jumper cables and mm-hmm. shooted them into the game and absolutely just rocketed it. One more time on I mean, that noise, I didn't quite catch that. And the <laughs> into the game. I do sound effects professionally. Really? Yeah. It has work been really hard to come by lately? Yeah, really hard. That's um, weird. I do a really good can clinking against a microphone impression. Oh, Ready? wow. Yeah. That was almost convincing you hear that? if I could hear wow. that. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I think this was a, on the whole, bad performance. Um, and I, yeah. I, I think really singling out anybody is not great just because the whole thing was really terrible. Um, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I, I understand <laughs> where the inviso hate is coming from, kind of. Ah, well, I actually, there you go. <laughs> I do, I do think that we can 
single Andrew out Wooten one person. It's a complete waste of a roster space. No, Thank you for agreeing with me. I, no, we can literally single out one person for why Jack this Elliott's game went the way it did. No, the head coach of the Venezuelan national team. That's oh, fair. Oh, yeah. baby. Okay. FIFA? We can, we can single out FIFA for being stupid. Yeah. Yeah, FIFA, you big bullies, you just had to step in so that yeah, you brought, Jose Martinez could put on a jersey you brought and look letters, cute. You unsettled a player, you had his yeah. agent come out about things, and you he doesn't log a minute? Yeah. You had his head coach the day before a game going, I'm just going by what they told me, I'm yeah. adapting right now. Screw you. I just... Like, if you're going to do that, right, if you're going to make a team give up a guy, maybe you check and, like, make sure the head coach has told you he's going to play him, like, 800 times in the last two days. Yeah. Because, like, for all that, to not have him get his first cap, like, kind of shitty. And now if you're, if you're... And now he's quarantined. Well, but, and now if you're Martinez, when you're sitting at home quarantined, are you like, if they call me, I'm just never going to say yes. Yeah. Well, also, I mean... For what? Look... But it's weird because, like, looking at their midfield, there was no reason for him to be called in in the first place. Right. Seriously. So, if, yeah, Seriously. if you're Martinez, I think you're sitting at home going, well, if you may, if you did that the first time, then I'm just going to, like, I would just be like, all right, if you really want me that bad, keep making them bring me down there. Oh, just get dual citizenship and play for the U.S. I God, guess. I mean, man, <laughs> did the Philadelphia Union get like first place in that in like the I don't know allocation now because that bullshit? Like, what? Do they get to host uh, a World Cup they game? Haven't, they haven't that? flexed like, that option in a while, so I mean, you gotta imagine they're pretty close. I just you gotta like, imagine they're up there. What's the weird FIFA make good for this? Uh, Some time and some jam. Are you trying to ask me what the silver lining is for El Brujo getting sent to Venezuela? Yeah, like he saw his family, maybe. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what's the? I mean, I mean, at least he didn't. <laughs> okay. At least the he didn't. Dog? At least he didn't go try to get his visa and get stuck in Venezuela for well six months. Uh, is he? Ba- has he landed in the United States yet? <laughs> Has Corey Burke landed? I swear to God, Justin. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm just um, saying. I'm just saying. I, I don't think that that's the situation anyway, we're dealing with. But uh. <laughs> back to the DC game, kind of. I, I would love to, only because I know that if they were on the same, like I think Andrew Wooten and Olivier Mbizo is like a dumpster fire of a pairing on the on the flank. Because I think Andrew Wooten is a dumpster fire of a player. Well, yeah. Um, you... I, like, I just need to see what Michi Galina can do, because I at least know that Meech is fast. Yeah. And so, like, on those weird balls that Olivier plays, or, like, 800 yards in front of him that he almost <laughs> manages to catch up to, I at least know that, like, Michi could maybe get there. Andrew Wooten, I think, doesn't understand that he's still playing soccer. Andrew Wooten will play and, like, like listen, a defensive run towards it. Like he he'll almost try to, to shield this, out a guy. I don't really care because I have no desire to talk to him. So it's a win-win. <laughs> it's a I, win-win. I, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I you mean, know, the what game... is he gonna do? Not score again? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and there's not even an open cup for him to suck in. He's gonna Jay Simpson, it, I'm sure, in the last game of the season and score two goals and then fuck off to like uh, I don't know the eighth division of England or something. But like. Man, talk you about have a to swing puncture your lung first to fully Jay Simpson it. What's that? 
I said you have to puncture well, your lung to fully Jay Simpson it. You do. And actually, you have to puncture your lung, and you also have to tell, have someone that's allegedly your neighbor tell me that you're a nice guy. And I haven't had that happen yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but, like, yeah, seriously, though, it, yeah. you're only going to make two subs in that game, and one of them is Andrew Wooten? And why Upper are we hand, taking off see? Anthony Fontaine? Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> that early in the game. And honestly, I thought Casper was the worst of the two strikers that you started with because he missed the net like three times. Yeah. Yeah, but Sergio Santos just isn't allowed to play ninety, and that's, that's right. just very clearly a thing. I'm sorry, I mean, that's in the union rulebook for twenty. Neither is Fontana, so I mean, obviously, both of those two had to get taken off. <laughs> See, here, here, here's my here's my and problem these with windows. that. Sergio Santos isn't allowed to play 90 minutes for a reason. Anthony Fontana does not have a reason wait, that he wait, should no, no, not I be think, playing no, 90 I, minutes. I figured, no, I figured this, it is, out. This, this is time for your wild speculations. This is not I figured time it out. for... Okay. Justin, I got it. Okay. I got it. If you are yeah, Brazilian and you play in MLS, you can't play 90 minutes. Okay. You have to get the okay. Fogo to child by 8. You can't. But why can't Fontana? What does that have to do with Fontana not playing? Fontana's going to get his Brazilian what? citizenship and play for the Brazilian men's national team and assist Neymar. Oh, uh, okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Is, is, and isn't Matt Real the one who actually has Brazilian ties? Yeah. Don't I think put us that, on the question. No, I, I mean, I'm, that, no, I mean, I'm like literally pretty sure he does. No, he he actually does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when Anthony Fontana was like 16, he cut Jim Curtin's ga- grass wrong, and so now <laughs> he said something to Teresa do on the way to the bench, and Mo was like, "Is, still is mad that how he it. got the scar on his eyebrow?" Yeah, <laughs> yes, no, that was yes, that is exactly Forrest Lasso. He... <laughs> I'm so sorry to anyone that is going to listen to this. Welcome to Views from the Bridge Inside Baseball Edition, where. Evan just kind of sits back and makes weird inside references for about 15 minutes. <laughs> Anthony Fontana said one time that those early 2000 Chicago Fire teams were terrible and did not realize that Jim Curtin was the center back for that team. <laughs> Anthony Fontana snubbed Brendan Burke at Northeast University, so. Oh, man. If you look on his palm, he has the black spot. He's just Boom. forever cursed. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's a pirate thing. Come on. 2020, wake no, they up. They play baseball <sighs> in Pittsburgh. Listen, I mean... <laughs> I mean... Last night was not good. By no, clearly, by, by our discussion revolving around it. But, but you, it can't, was... you can't sit there and blame one player on our team for like no, screwing no. the game up. I mean, I Let's think... blame all 18 of them. I'll start. Uh, maybe, maybe you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, what were you just about to say about Andre Blake? No, no I mean, Blake saying we couldn't blame oh, one good. person, set, but you okay. can... I, I think yeah, we can yeah, all be enough. on board with blaming Andrew Wooten. Yes. Sure, yeah. If we if we were to, like, Paul, do name an one award thing that was named night. after... A positive thing that Andrew like, Wooten donate did? to charity? I... Do you think I'm, like, plugged into that? Do you think I'm checking that all the time? I, listen, I, I'm just asking. I don't get these ideas. figures. I actually wouldn't be surprised if you were checking that all the time, no. <laughs> all right, you know what? Let me crunch the numbers. I'll get back to you real quick. No, no, no. Oh. I got this new this new keyboard. It's, it's, listen to how loud these keys type and just swing. Okay, Paul, uh, getting okay. you a new computer isn't donating to charity. I don't care if Andrew Wooten bankrolled your computer. It, can you not talk while I'm trying to do math? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> these oh, are your sound effects, it. right? 
Paul's already okay, got Okay, according to my calculations, Andrew Wooten did exactly zero good things last night. Okay. Fuck off. Paul, Paul's Oof. already got a lot of money who's tied up in one union bet, so... Yeah, it's yeah true. seriously, if Ray Gaddis ever scores a goal, I'm going to have to, like, take out a business loan. <laughs> Oh, I would man. love to see that well, conversation with the bank. Account. I explained to my girlfriend. I was like, "Hey, you remember that rent?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, do you remember how they used to, to live a bunch in a of condo? Weebs on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Chuck, we can't blame one person. Um. Yeah, I mean, we we really can't. It was just terrible, all around. I, I, but I, I will say the great I, I thing think... is no, go for it. It was a terrible performance all around that got a point and clinched a playoff spot. Yep. Yeah, a season can't be perfect. So just take it and move to the next one. Because at this point, dwelling on it further is I, I think futile. Cl- clinching a playoff spot's great. And then I think only only the second team to clinch a playoff spot so far. And then I think any other year, um, if you were to say, hey, you're going to get a point late in the season against DC away, you'd go, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be saying that. And it's another year. weird thing where it's like, at some sometimes we collectively have to check our expectations for this new, scary, really good union team um, compared to the um, 10 or 11 years of, of not. And, where and it was really. Like, Really, at this point in time, as long as you're just keeping Toronto in reach, like, yeah. you don't need to win every game, and you don't need to, like, you know, whatever. You yeah. just need, you have that game against Toronto that you are, you are playing against them. So, like, you have this six-point swing game mm-hmm. that as long as you just keep them in reach, it's fine. You know? And like, you also have goal difference on Toronto. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you want to say, if you want to continue to set the bar at the high, scary, good union level, you can look at it this way. You tied a terrible DC team, but you're only a couple points behind the supporter shield. Like, so. you had a bad night, but so did everybody else that you needed to have a bad night. So exactly. That's so it's like, it, is it a missed opportunity, or is it a, we all just chilled tonight, and now we move on and dominate? As well, long I mean, as you're... That's what it is. I mean, Columbus lost to Cincinnati, and, and, and LA Galaxy lost their seventh straight, so... Yeah, or six straight, something like that. So to San Jose of all people, oh my LA God. Galaxy got <laughs> got team? so bad that they that a team employee had to come out on Twitter yeah. on how <laughs> disappointed not... he is with everything. Did you see that? And he yeah. has, yeah. that. And he was an employee for Chivas USA, and yeah. he has never seen worse than this. <laughs> That's damning. That's I mean, bad. I saw another. I, lo- I love the precursor of it too, where he says. I like this organization. There are good people here, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. bad. And I worked for Shivas. Yeah. I was <laughs> gonna say which, uh, which, which, which clause of that's worse? Where he's like, I like these people, or like, and this is really bad. And I would know because I worked for Shivas USA. And you're like, yeah. No. yeah. I think. Uh, I think I saw another stat today that said they've scored four goals with Chicharito on the field. How good. many of those goals are from Chicharito? Yeah, the team, yeah. The team <laughs> at large has scored four goals with Chicharito on the field. Mm. It's bad. You know the goal machine that they shelled out ten million plus for. Yeah, exactly. 
Right. Corey Burke could catch up to Chicharito by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, he might. In in three sub-appearances. Yeah. That's right. That's, actually, that's exactly um, right. Doesn't Andrew, hasn't Andrew Wooten actually been involved in more goals than Chicharito? Yes, he has four assists. Okay, let's trade him to LA and get $6 million. <laughs> it's just like... He's, be- he's better than your guy now. Our very, very useless member of the Philadelphia Union has yep. been involved in more goals than your very expensive designated player. Who no was one was waiting for Andrew Wooten everything. at the airport, were they? You know, I mean, I think, come on. I think Andrew Wooten also has two or three goals, so he has like seven goals that he's been involved in or something like that. Where, Yeah, I don't know how many assists Chicharito has, but he has no goals, I don't think, so. You guys forced SportsCenter to put him on and do a whole PSA about why Chicharito to the LA Galaxy is the biggest thing to happen to MLS. How about you it's do another not- big thing when Brendan Aronson gets transferred to They're going to have Salzburg. Matthew McConaughey high-five Brendan Aronson at midfield at Subaru Park, and then he's going to get <laughs> shot off into the sun and go to Leipzig or whatever the hell he's going to. Salzburg! And then when he, when he lands, I don't know, like... Uh, Ronaldo He's passing on past a high five or something. <laughs> oh no, no, not. I mean, it happened Brandon. to Weston McKinney, so you know who knows. It could yeah. happen to anyone. <laughs> yeah. So Wooten just has the four assists. Um, four assists? Even that's high. <laughs> and Chicharito has one goal. That's it. Christ. And when we say assists, we mean like Andrew Wooten held the door open for. Second. And Andrew yeah. Wooten. Okay has only played 411 minutes to Chicharito's 652. Andrew Wooten has played about 410 minutes too much, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was going to make the joke, and I'm like, I really piled onto that guy today. I don't need to do more. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I mean, things are bad, but they're not Chicharito bad. No. 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 This is... This is not a time to complain. I mean, if you want to point things out and things that people can improve on, listen, Olivier Mbizo has played, what, 11 games in MLS at this point? Or Sounds he's right. got 11 straight starts at this point. And you're going to pick on him because he makes a few bad passes at the end of last night's game? Chill out. <laughs> I will. Chill out. Uh, yeah, and we don't value your chill. opinion chill. here. Why would you ask me to be on a podcast if you didn't give a shit about my opinion? I'm going to shout it at you. I'm going to find visual gestures. I'm going to bring pie charts. I don't you mind, your, I don't mind your opinion. I don't mind analysis at all to this podcast, and you know it. I don't think anyone brings don't, any statistical analysis to this podcast. But Listen, we never you claimed me, that. Paul just claimed it. If you want me to bring statistical analysis, I'll start. I'd rather you not. If we're going to nitpick on things, Andre Blake is no better at distribution than he was when he was in college, and that's infuriating. <laughs> at least the ball goes somewhat straight. Th- it doesn't nope. go straight out of bounds. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm just I'm completely over-complaining about Andre Blake's just failures at distri- distributing the ball. Like, yeah. like, is, that why they changed, is that why they changed the rule on goal kicks? For Andre Blake. Uh, no, that was so the Revolution <laughs> could have Matt Turner kick it two inches in front of him to one of their center backs who could then take the ball up. No, I know, yes. but didn't they do that for Andre Blake too, so he could do that? I mean, not that uh, they've been taking advantage of it, but... Right, right, right. Well, I think that's the difference. I think Bruce Arena's been taking advantage of it, which is apparently the one thing he's latched onto from the last three years of Evolution of Soccer. 
Just thank God my keeper doesn't have to play it long anymore. My center back, my, Cam. My MLS clout has pulled the string for me. Now we can be successful. Actually, an interesting stat that I saw this past week, and then and then I do want to talk about something else. Uh, I did see a stat about sub usage this week, and it was talking about between the three, uh, the three coaches who have coached New York Red Bulls, they've used like an average of four point nine eight subs per game this uh, this season. Jim Curtin's like in the 3.2 or something. It's like there's been like two games where he's used more than three subs. But it was talking about um, shoot, who is it talking about? Somebody, somebody. The big outlier was Terry Henry. Yeah, Terry Henry. It was like he didn't know that there's three subs because he's only used like 2.7 subs a game for the entire mm-hmm. season. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, Terry Henry doesn't know that you can. Use three no, he knows, but <laughs> he knows he, just he do it. He comes <laughs> from he comes he knows he comes from Europe, and therefore more than three subs in a game is unheard of. Yeah, that's well, to he be fair, he was never he was like hardly ever subbed off in his professional career, so he like doesn't know how it works. You know, it's just like oh, there's substitutions. You also just <laughs> look at that roster and you're like, what other players do you want to bring on? <laughs> Terry Wait, Henry and Arsenal rest? just blissfully unaware of other people. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's different. Um, he like turns around at some point. He's like, "Oh, I got six players on the bench over here." What? <laughs> what, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. I run fast. Oh Mikel, my God, why are you over great. there? Why are you sitting down? He's like, "I got some off." Um, <laughs> I have another. I have another thought that I'd like to bring to this podcast. Sure. Cool. Uh, MLS Reserve League question mark. About time. Cool. Yeah, yeah, about damn time. Just do it. And stop trying to sell us some cookie cutter team that's just a bunch of fifteen year olds trying to figure out their way in the world. Yeah. Hey, listen, the good news is no one cannot watch that th- next year because it won't exist. <laughs> well, as and- opposed to no one cannot watch that due to just general uh, apathy. So Wait. that's exciting. <laughs> Wait, what? What won't exist? Oh, the Philadelphia Union too. Yeah, as a USL championship, they'll still exist. No, they won't. What? Oh, no, no. What? They're going to blow it up and no, 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 they're literally the exact not same existing. thing as a different thing. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Ruder no, is saying that there is it, going that, to be a them moving, Them league. moving to the Reserve League won't stop them from existing. They will just no, bring the Philadelphia Union sorry, to the reserve, reserve, reserve team. They won't be single-handedly responsible for filling up a lot of people in Louisville's salt shakers. I mean, they, they haven't existed well since they moved back to Philadelphia. To well to Chester because someone will say they're not in Philadelphia if I say they moved they back to Philadelphia. But like they haven't existed since they dropped Bethlehem Steel. Yes, you're, you're correct. Right. But now it's actually a thing. And I mean, I get why some people are like MLS tried to reserve league and they couldn't actually fill enough bodies to like fill the teams. But yeah. that was also before academies were really a thing. So now the only teams that are going to have a problem with that are Minnesota United because they don't have an academy. Nope. Um, still. Yeah. Still. Why and have then, an academy where you just trade for Mason Toy? You know, who knows? Why have oh, an academy well, yeah. where you can yeah. get a bunch of money for Caden Clark, who didn't burn you immediately twice on that one? Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Yes, Man. Rough. Rough. Also, I mean, the Caden the Clark situation is just a much larger issue philadelphia union podcast also had well this actually does impact the philadelphia no, union just, because it's okay. the same reason why yeah. partially why they couldn't sign keegan rosenberry to a homegrown deal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because just like these ties 
to areas and very, very arbitrary, specific amounts of time with an academy are stupid and need to be gone. Yeah. Make it universal. Make it clear. Clear path. Well, no, to they the played pros. at Disney earlier in the year, not at Universal. Shut your face. Oh my god. I will drive this over podcast. there. Do it off the rails. No. Also, I love it. Like, I it's very past. secure. I know it looks dangerous, but the roller coasters are fine. Okay. I don't know if they are. Wait, I don't know what, if they are. Hold on. I want to bring something to the table. Are you workshopping a stand up act tonight? Is this what you're doing? You're, listen. Do you want us to tell you you're funny? <laughs> You're well, a funny man, Evan. I, I have a need for validation, yes. So that's okay. That's a big one. Great. I'm glad you can go to sleep Two, tonight. Uh, I can't. Two, um, you, you know, testing out your your sound effect and your your foley work on us is not working, okay? Because it, it's also bad. Yeah. yeah. I, it's objectively terrible. It's pretty, yeah. So I mean, hey, I'm not the only one that can have a bad stand-up career here. I'm glad I gave you such a nice compliment and you decided to just cut me down like that. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, we should ah, abandon the yeah. catchment uh, rule for MLS Academies and solve all this problem. I would, yeah. I would really like, though, I think I would really like teams to be forced to pull their teams out of USL Championship. I mean, I'm glad the Union <laughs> are doing it, but... I just all the two all the two teams you mean yeah, yeah. right? I was, uh, I mean, yeah, they should. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's some. Well, hmm, I'll say this a little bit differently. I think if you're gonna run your if you're gonna run your USL Championship team like a reserve team, then yes, yes. you should probably be kicked out of USL Championship. Yes. If, if you're, gonna, you're gonna be so, if you're gonna sorry, try go to run your team, a la Real Salt Lake, like kind of a separate team or Red Bull, where you well and. and Real Salt Lake and Red Bull both won that championship. I mean, but Red Bull's well, even well, e- like a, yeah, even like perfect. Reno, um, <clears throat> yeah, 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 where yeah. it's a partnership, but not actually just all of your players. Right. Yeah, right. So yeah, but it's also it, like not distinctly a two team. Right. You yeah. know, like there's that, nothing you look at Reno still go, Bethlehem that's Steel, Houston. Then mm. what's that? I'm there's sorry? nothing in Reno that you look it, at their no, logo exactly. and go, "Oh, that's Houston." Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, if, but they're still affiliated. Like, you know, yeah. it still works. I mean, honestly, the only team I could see getting around it is if uh, New York decided to call themselves Red Bull New Jersey, and that was their minor team because it's just part of the Red Bull, Montclair, you know, Red Bull. chain. New York is, Montclair, like, Red Bull. also yeah. only the actual reserve team that deserves to yeah. stay. Well, that yeah. and, I guess, Tacoma. Not even. Yeah. yeah. No, Justin, finish your thought. I'm sorry. What was that? I mean, yeah, no, that was my thought. I think, like... You know, if you're running it like Real Salt Lake, where the Monarchs are kind of this totally separate team, mm-hmm. and like, you know, even with all the stuff that was happening with RSL earlier this summer, yeah. uh, you know, in in every press release, it was like the you know Real Salt Lake, the Monarchs, and you know the Utah Royals. It was like these three separate, distinct sort right, of teams. Right. Yes, and it's yes. like you never so see the union, the union be like the Union, the Union Two, and you know, right. it's like it's never that. So. <laughs> It's well, like they clearly don't think of it as a separate team or a separate organization. We, like, the teams that start with you, yeah. uh, do the, declare. Yeah. And and my thing is, Brendan Aronson and Anthony Fontana and and Matt Rial and Olivier Baizo and, and uh, Mark McKenzie 
and even you know trust yeah, you and to... Derek jones like they're better yeah. for being in bethlehem steel because there was like hungry 20 somethings and, and a grizzled 32 year old vet to yell at them Betifimu, Jack DeVries, Cole Turner, uh, Matt Freeze even, getting beat every week 5 nothing by adults wasn't helpful. And that's where I, I really think, like, like, if you have, like, if you have a player like Cole Turner or Jack DeVries who you really think is ready to take that next step, yep. loan them to the Riverhounds or loan them to Hartford loan them somewhere, or yeah. loan them somewhere for a season. Well, Let them go so, play there. Are, is their development going to take a weird sidestep because of this reserve league starting up and we don't know I don't at least I, I don't think any of us know intimately what the other MLS academies have and what the quality of play is going to be I mean I don't yeah, think we it know matters. a little bit about um, Red Bull and we know a little bit about DC but that's going to be better than them getting shelled every week for a year so, and then yeah. not having a winning culture around them but here's here's the thing as well. Sure. Remember that the union are in process turning into rebel without everything surrounding it being rebel. So it's not like Tanner doesn't know how to run an academy of and with actual twenty somethings and younger right, right, playing against right. other twenty somethings. Sure, sure, and, sure. No, no, no. And that's that's not what I'm just I'm just saying that like it's so much better for them to get into this reserve league and at least be in a reserve league than try to pretend that playing against Louisville City and Pittsburgh oh, for sure. it's and useless. North Carolina and whoever else that have all of these mid-20s, these guys should probably be in MLS rosters but aren't because the scouting in this country is horrendous. Uh, beating these 16-year-olds like 6 nothing every week and then telling them like their mom said hi or some shit. Like... <laughs> yeah, I don't no, have any I, any doubt in Tanner and the and the club's ability to run a team and make it successful through a reserve league. I just think the last year or two is going to take a little bit of time to to correct. Because the only argument I'll hear for it is is like them moving to this reserve league. It's almost like they're they could potentially be taking a farther step back from making that initial step to the pros because they're not going up against this competition. Mm. But if they're, it's a collection of these young academy kids who aren't necessarily ready for that yet, throwing them into that is terrible because mm. it's going to absolutely like shoot their confidence and their thought. And I mean, I'm trying to phrase this in a way where these coaches are not going to have an easy time trying to assess these players when it's like, oh, but he's really fast and technical on the ball, but they also lost 7 to nothing and he got dispossessed like 18 times because he has no help around him. It's like, yeah. I think the Reserve League works objectively much better for the Union just because they have so many kids that can excel at such a higher level and then these European scouts get to just watch these academy kids in a league and see that Philadelphia is putting out the best talent in these academies, mm. you know? I mean, you look at U11, U13, U15, have, I mean, they've only let up about five goals so far in their entire season and scored about, like, 70. I mean, it's, it's bonkers. You, and then you get to give them their highest-tier platform, which is now the MLS Reserve League. Mm. I mean, that union team's going to be a beast every year. Yep. 
And that can only do good for the union because you're seeing that in these isolated, like, like the MLS's back tournament, when there wasn't a whole lot of soccer to digest and watch. Now that these European scouts have their eyes on MLS and they're literally starting to pluck these players from the teams, they're going to keep an eye on those games. Mm. They're going to have at least someone watching them, and they're going to get to see that, dude, we should be going to Philadelphia like the first time every time. So uh, it works out for Philadelphia, definitely, but I hope it doesn't stunt a lot of the growth of these really young players who should be on USL teams mm. getting stuck in these reserve leagues. Mm. There you go. Cool. Great. Just dropping, dropping some knowledge out here. You know? No <laughs> big deal. Sorry. And you invalidated your entire point. That's what I do, man. <laughs> no one else is talking. Just sitting there because you like, actually mm, left yeah, it on a good. Yes, you, you left indeed. it in a good place. Paul, you and I are, are very similar creatures in that if I get on a roll with a good joke, I will inevitably find a way to murder it through heat death. Mm-hmm. And yes. you like making really good points, and then you just kind of keep talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was giving you a beef there, just kind of, you know. Let everyone sure. take that in to reflect, having a moment. You know, maybe someone stood up and applauded. We don't know. We'll never know now. Uh, I'm, I hope I cut you off. If you're listening to this and you start to stand up and applaud, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I cut you off. Yes, and that's correct. That's, you are an that's idiot. That's just the point that I was making. Evan, close um, us out, please. You are a Great. fool. Taking us home. Uh, hey, every, well, I mean, we're already here because we're <laughs> COVID. Um, hey, if, uh, if you want to say anything to us, like, why did you do that? That was terrible. Please give me my 50 minutes back. Sorry, no refunds. But you can do that at the FTB pod. We'll be there. Uh, if you have anything nice to say, feel free to direct that to me at Speak Evan Speak. If you have anything uh, not nice to say, just don't tweet. Simple. Easy. I really thought you were going to throw me under the bus nope, there. Not going to do that, partly because I check swinged on your on your handle, so that helped out. Hey, um, we're going to be old man and his bad soccer team that play in in, uh, in Massachusetts on Monday. Um, uh, he won or something because Bruce Arena just irks my soul. I'm so, so tired of playing yeah. this fucking team. I yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. So hey, we're going to play New England is, again on Monday. Is this and, the last time or the second to last? Hey, Paul, got some bad news for you. What? We play him on the 8th of, uh, of November as well. So, uh, kind of like Dexter, if you wanted us to stop playing New England after four times, bad news. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this has been Views from the Bridge. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks to uh, the support, all that fun stuff. Thanks to the Union for being good, so we actually have something to talk about this year. Until, uh, until we beat Bruce Arena, and we'll probably uh, talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge. We really couldn't do this without you listening. If we if we made a podcast and had no audience, we'd be insane. Um, but the other people that we couldn't do this without is the Beautiful Game Network. It's written stuff. It's podcasts. It's other content. It is involved. It is grassroots. It is independent. And you should check everybody out. BGN.FM is where you can find that. Uh, if you're a fan of the USL side, if you're a fan of an MLS team, if you're a big fan of women's soccer, definitely, definitely, definitely go bgn.fm. And we would love to thank the network sponsors. First one, roughneckscarves.com. They're the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US soccer. And the good news is you can get on that action too. So check them out. Try to get some custom scarves for your group or team, roughneckscarves. That's with two Fs.com. 
I don't know about you, but I am tired of looking at the same exact cookie cutter kit from Nike and Adidas over and over again. And quite frankly, I could look at Icarus FC's jerseys all day long because they are works of art, truly unique, and super comfortable. I mean, you have to get one of these jerseys. Just try them out. The way that the screen printing and stitching is done, everything is just as you want it. Super comfortable material, lasts long, and you're not going to get better material and a better look for your team than from Robbie over at Icarus FC. Uh, he's absolutely easy to work with. Uh, they make custom kits, whatever you're looking for, at a very, very good price. So let him help you design the new kit at IcarusFC.com for any team or group that you can think of. You can find us all over the internet. You can find the pod on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to find podcasts. To help find us, subscribe to the show, and always please leave a review or a like or whatever the thumbs up is on your form of podcasting. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at VFTBPod. Let us know how you're doing and what you want us to hear us talk about. You can email us at VFTBPod at gmail.com. To help us keep providing you with content, throw us a couple dollars at ko-fi.com slash VFTBPod. That is ko-fi.com slash VFTBPod. You can also grab some of our merch at DSGNTree. Check out our merch at dsgntree.com slash VFTV. For Evan, Chuck, and Paul, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, and until next time, have a great day.